Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. And what's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned into page one with LeVar and Mary for this Friday night, uh, September 9th, 2022, show number 206. Uh, So glad to have you with us and uh, to our friends, because this one of the things about this show uh, is that this show is a show that's not only heard here. Uh, but it is heard worldwide. Wherever you have a computer, of course, you can pick it up. And one of the main places in which we are heard also, besides the U.S., uh, I do know that we are also uh, heard in parts of Asia. We are heard in uh, parts of you know Canada. And then our friends across the pond are also one of the highest um, ranking countries that listen to us and our friends in the U.K., and, of course, uh, our thoughts are with our friends in the U.K., because if uh, you have not heard, and I don't know how you have not, uh, is that Queen Elizabeth passed away, well, yesterday. Uh, it is now Saturday uh, in the U.K. Um, so uh, I know for a lot of people, and the most amazing stat I think I've heard over the last few days is that I think they said somewhere upwards of, like, 70 or 80 percent of the populace uh, pretty much have grown up with only her as the monarch, which is insane, which goes to show the longevity um, of someone who um, was a part of people's lives. When people get older, I know, you know, you'll have a lot of people, and this is the one thing about when a person who is in a position of power or who is uh, worldwide known is that they're either going to have their people that love them or they're going to have their detractors. Uh, But for people who, you know, have grown up in that realm and who have uh, had her as a part of their lives, you expected at 96 that the day would eventually come, but not as quick as it did. And I think that's where the shock kind of lies with a lot of people. And um, some knew that she had some mobility issues. That was what it was put as. Um, but apparently it was something probably far more serious that maybe we would not know for some time um, or will not come out. But, um, nonetheless, uh, when someone uh, on that stage for the power that they had, whether they did good or whether they did bad, you have to think that there was some good, uh, but there is a family that mourns her loss. And so um, we're thinking about our friends in the U.K. this evening. Uh, we will try to do this show as we normally do back over here in the States. Um, so we're not going to do an hour of Queen Elizabeth. Um, 
but we will try to do this show uh, as we do it normally here every Friday. And with that, uh, my dear friend Mary, I know who has traveled extensively uh, to the UK here in the last year or so, uh, I know that you were a fan of Her Majesty. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, she, she, um, I got, I, I wish I could have met her, um, just, or seen her, you know, when I was there. Uh, but every time I was in London, she was at either Windsor or she was up in Scotland. So I didn't um, get a chance to see her because she was down in Buckingham. But, yeah, it, it, she had an attitude. Of, she was very progressive, considering everything that was going on. She, you know, she tweeted. She was I mean, put the royal family on TV, like the first one to put them on TV and video, and let that into the home. Um, she had a she had a good head about her, and I have a feeling whether or not this is true. Um, with the kind of sense of humor I kept hearing other people talk about, that she had a great sense of humor that behind closed doors and behind, when the cameras were off and when she didn't have to be a royal and she was just Elizabeth. Um, but she had a wicked, smart-assery, like, really, like, sly side to her, real witty side to her, and I feel like that's happened. I said some really weird stuff about it, but, like, really, with all the respect I can, that I think she had something there that was just that little extra something. And a lot of people are going to miss her. Mostly because everything changes so mm-hmm. quickly. Everything, the, the morale about everyone, mores, um, just how people are acting. This woman lived through World War II, mm-hmm. the Cold War, all of the things that the U.S. were involved in, um, economic crisis, um, economic boom. She lived through all of that stuff, and she was like the stand, like everybody would know, there's the queen. You know, mm-hmm. here's the Queen of England. She's the the one thing that stayed the same. And it's sad to see her go. So yeah, I was, I I have a healthy respect for her. Um, I may joke about it, but it'll be sad to not be able to see her driving her Range Rover on her own <laughs> to go from one castle to the next, and being like, yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> Photo bombing <laughs> people, you know that kind of stuff. So it'll be sad. We'll see how it goes with the new monarch. Um, whenever they do the coronation for that, but um, King Charles II, third? King Charles III. Third. Mm-hmm. Um, so His Majesty, we'll see how that works out, and we'll go from there. But I know a yeah. nation mourns tonight, so or yesterday yeah. into today. So uh, my condolences. Not that they mean much, but my condolences. Yeah, there, there are a few things from that that I take away, and it's one of the things is that when you lose an older person who has been through some of the things that, you know, because for everything that people go through, sometimes it happens again. History repeats itself. And it's not just her, but it reminds me of when a grandparent or a parent or someone who was old or wise within the family who had been through things and could tell you, hey, we did this, we did that, and could guide you with a calmness. You know, it's one of those things where she's been through those things and you lose a lot of, um, you know, that wisdom. 
And you would hope that whatever wisdom that she had, that she's passed down to those that are left. And it's the same for every family, which is why I always tell people, you know, if you have older people in your family, spend as much time with them as you can because you'd be amazed at what you learn. Um, you know, the other thing I think that kind of struck me here is that uh, probably for you and I in our lifetime, it will probably be the last time that we see uh, for some time a woman as the monarch of Great Britain because mm-hmm. in the line of succession is King Charles. Of course, he at 70-some years old, we would think that he's probably not going to rule for a generation, uh, but longevity is on his family's side. Uh, but after him would be Prince William, and then after him would be Prince George. And next in line after that would be Princess Charlotte. So, you know, heaven forbid anything happens to the aforementioned two before, you know, Charlotte gets old, um, she would be Queen of England. But after that, it would be Prince Louis. And then if George gets married, has a kid, and it's a boy, it pushes her even further down the line. So, you know, it's one Mm -hmm. of those things where this could be the last time for quite some time where there is a queen in charge of England uh, for some time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and the Commonwealth, yeah. And the Commonwealth. So it, it's, it's you know, historical in a lot of ways. And uh, like I said, I, I don't know, um, you know, how the feeling is in the UK. Uh, I do know for a lot of people it's, it's more or less a sense of loss because that's what you're used to. And what, what you're used to changes you know, it's kind of a wait-and-see approach. And and in the same week to gain a new prime minister and and then to lose your long-ruling monarch and get a new king, um, that's a lot of change within 48 hours. (laughs) So um, I don't know what that would be like. And I would hope that uh, things continue to thrive and do better uh, and that uh, things continue um, to be okay. I know that they are facing their own issues at home uh, there, Um, but we wish the best. And uh, definitely, of course, uh, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers for anyone that's affected, um, we're we're thinking of you. So uh, just that to our UK friends over there tonight, if they're listening. Uh, But, yeah, uh, we got a lot tonight to cover on this show. Uh, Probably not going to be the full shows like you're used to here over the last few weeks, but – a uh, few stories of note that I kind of mentioned on Sunday when we were with you. And then uh, we, of course, will take a live look at what is trending. And then uh, we've got a retro moment of the week. Uh, we've got a few of them for you tonight. And then uh, we've got smoking gun files tonight, which hopefully will be a lot of fun. So like I said, we're going to do this <laughs> show as we normally do it. Uh, of course, there was a few other things of note. Actually, before I forget it, because I've been pulling up stories throughout the day, actually, there was one uh, that kind of is like our yay or nay file, but I just had to put this out because when I saw it today, um, it was one of those things where I thought it was an Onion article, but unfortunately, it was not. Um, but oh, no. this is from Kellogg's. Uh, they are putting a new spin on a breakfast classic. Uh, the company has created new Insta Bowls that just need water. 
The little tubs of cereal have milk powder inside, and when you add water and stir, the milk rehydrates and instantly creates milk and cereal. Uh, there are four to choose from, Frosted Flakes, Raisin Bran Crunch, Fruit Loops, and Apple Jacks. You can pop them in your cart at Walmart for $1.98 a bowl. <laughs> oh, no, that sounds so gross. Oh. <laughs> powdered milk. I'm just, no, I'm not a big, like, you know, maybe it's because I grew up in the Midwest where there were actual cows. Nah. As, as part of our investigative unit, I want you to try that. And I, I want you to come back to me and let me know. Because I don't eat cereal. So you have to let me know uh, exactly how that works out for you. <laughs> uh, if I must. But I'm, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I do it in uh, protest. (laughs) (laughs) With protest. Uh, I I read that. I was like, I'm not even a cereal uh, eater, but that does not sound good to me at all. Uh, Yeah. That was the most interesting thing I've read today. (laughs) No, thanks. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to pass on that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Hard pass. That's like, why? What? I would much rather you sell, like, the cereal, and you can go to a little spot near the front of the store and get a thing of milk for free. I mean, if I'm a, if like I. Like, go with a, it or whatever, you buy it, then yeah, you get it, you get yeah. that little milk thing, yeah. Yeah, or it's in a freezer section where it's kind of like, Hey, you know, it's uh, the cereal attachment to the milk. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I don't know. That's, that's just, that's weird, man. But anyway, <laughs> we've got a few stories ahead, but first, uh, just to remind you on the almanac today is September 9th. Um, it is of course, care bears share your care day, national teddy bear day, national wiener schnitzel day. Tomorrow is National Swap Ideas Day. It is also National TV Dinner Day tomorrow, Um, September 11th, which is on Sunday. And we all know uh, that day. It is Patriot Day and the National Day of Service and Remembrance Day, uh, September 11th. Um, It's hard to believe that it will be 21 years um, this Sunday. It seems just like yesterday, which is very scary of how fast time goes. Um, I agree. I agree. But if you also look at it this way, all the kids that are drinking, like the kids that just got to the point where they could start drinking, were not allowed. They're, they were not alive. Yeah. When not September here, 11th man. happened. They, don't, they have no, let's, let's back that up. They have no memory of September no. 11th. They may have been nope. alive, but they have no memory of it. Well, I mean, they were either born that day or they were, yeah, I mean, so that's, I don't know. Um, but I, I know you and I remember where we were. Um, uh, it's it's embedded in my brain. Um, and then it is also National Pet Memorial Day, the second Sunday in September. Uh, National Hug Your Hound Day. It's National Grandparents Day. It is National Make Your Bed Day. And then I know uh, Sunday is also one of Mary's favorite day because it's actually National Hot Cross Bun Day. Um, 
<laughs> Where's my recorder? <laughs> yes, uh, but actually, Kevin, because I said hot cross bun, it encourages us to rise and shine to the tasty treat of a hot cross bun. Currants or raisins baked into the bun add a sweet flavor as noted in the name of the baked good, and it's marked with a cross. Uh, they are traditionally eaten at the end of Lent in many historically Christian countries. Um, so, yes, that is the hot cross bun we're actually talking about. Uh, <laughs> and then September 12th, it is National Chocolate Milkshake Day. It is National Day of Encouragement. It is National Just One Human Family, uh, National Report Medicare Fraud Day, National Boss Employee Exchange Day, which is usually a Monday after Labor Day, but uh, that is September 12th. Uh, National Video Games Day is on September 12th. Yay! Yes. And... I'm still stuck on the... um... (laughs) Never mind. Go. Keep going. No, no, go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. No, it was the... I I did the huh for it was not the the what did you name it was a name uh, you said it was national Boston Employee Exchange Day not give encouragement day was the what was the after that uh, national let's see it's National Chocolate Milkshake Day National Day of Encouragement National Just One Human Family uh, National Report Medicare Fraud Day National Video Games Day National Boss Employee Exchange Day. The Medicare fraud thing is like everything's so great, and then report Medicare fraud. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's report Medicare fraud. But it, here's the thing: uh, September 12th represents that day. Medicare fraud affects us all. Ten percent of all Medicare frauds are, uh, funds are lost due to fraud. The government spends 650 billion a year on Medicare, and 65 billion a year is lost to Medicare fraud. Um, so they say that you can report Medicare fraud in two different ways, and each one provides very different results. Uh, one is to blow the whistle under the Department of Justice Reward Program, which pays 15 to 25 percent of the amount that they recover. The average Department of Justice reward for reporting Medicare fraud is $690,000. Some rewards have been as high as $150 million. So in addition, if you report fraud under the Department of Justice Program, the government must open an investigation and inform you of the results. Uh, today, over three-fourths of the government's Medicare fraud cases are Department of Justice whistleblower reward cases. Wow. So I did not know that. Uh, that is actually quite interesting. Uh, wow. <laughs> so, oh, and also, it is one of my favorite days. Um, it is uh, National Hug and High Five Day on September 12th, because as everyone knows that I am a hugger, and um, that day is September 12th. So, um, as am I. As are you. So yes, I think in this post um, this post COVID world. Um, we are starting to get back to that. I've seen some people. Some of you are starting to get back to it, but I, I am a hunter, so uh, that is what I do. Uh, Tuesday is National Bald is Beautiful Day. It is National Celiac Disease Awareness Day. It is National Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day. So that means your kids are supposed to oh, actually... God. 
It's also check your fire extinguisher day. Right, right, right. Check your fire extinguisher day. <laughs> check uh, kitchen safety day. It is also. That's a few of those things Uh, It's also National Peanut Day It's Uncle Sam Day Uh, It is the day of the programmer On the 256th day of the year And it's National Ants on the Log Day On that day Uh, Wednesday brings us National Creamfield Donut Day National National Live Creative Day, National Eat a Hoagie Day. It is National Parent Day mm. Off. Yeah. National Sober Day and National Virginia Day. And then on September 15th, Thursday, it brings us a ton of things. It is National Pawpaw Day. It's National Tackle Kids Cancer Day. National Online Learning Day. National Neonatal Nurses Day. It's National Linguini Day, National Felt Hat Day, National Creme de Menthe Day, it's Greenpeace Day, National Cheese Toast Day, and it is National Double Cheeseburger Day. So you need to have a double cheeseburger with linguini and then finish it off with a creme de menthe cocktail. Well, where is felt while wearing a felt hat. While wearing a felt hat and eating <laughs> something else. There was something else that you could eat. Cheese toast. Cheese toast. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> While you're online learning. Um, and and the parents had the day off. No, that wasn't parents' day off. It was, no, that was the day before else. that. Uh, it's Greenpeace Day, so you can do <laughs> online learning about Greenpeace, and you will just about cover everything that we just about did. Um, but... <laughs> Just to give you guys a heads up to next Friday. Next Friday is quite a few things, and ahead of time I will tell you. Uh, it's also National POW uh, MIA Recognition Day, uh, National Working Parents Day, National Step Family Day, uh, Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day, and next Friday is National Play-Doh Day. I haven't played with Play-Doh in so long. I missed that. Yeah, actually, like some Play-Doh. people some people would say it's a stress reliever. Mhm. Mm. So it totally is. Mhm. Yeah. You can uh, get yourself some play doh, and you can uh, relieve some stress. So I know someone that does that. I used to buy them a little can of play doh every once in a while, and uh, they said it actually helped. So, um. One of the stories tonight that, well, speaking of people that probably will need some Play-Doh, is a story that comes uh, about Missouri, uh, where they said that a Missouri school district is reinstating paddling to discipline students. Uh, Spanking would only be done as a last resort, the school board said, and only with permission from the parent. Uh, Missouri School District has re- uh, revived corporal punishment of students as, quote, a last resort and only with the permission of parents. The Cassville R4 School District began classes for its 1,900 students last week and informed parents that spanking students, which was abandoned in 2001, had been reinstated following a June decision by the school board. Uh, so the punishment would allow certified individuals to, quote, use 
physical force as a method of correcting student behavior to maintain discipline and order in schools according to the policy which has been posted online by the board. Parents have the option to agree with the punishment or to opt out, the board said. During a recent open house, family were given forms to fill out that uh, specified whether they authorized the school to use a paddle on their child. Corporate punishment, uh, corporal punishment would be used only after, quote, all other alternative means of discipline have failed, the policy said, and only, quote, upon the recommendation of the principal. Spanking, quote, should never be inflicted in the presence of other students and must be carried out, quote, in the presence of a witness who is also an employee. Reactions from parents were mixed, with some strenuously objecting to their children being hit with a wooden paddle, to others saying physical punishment as a last resort was a suitable disciplinary measure. Uh, One mother told Inside Edition that she isn't opposed to spanking, but thinks it should not be done at school by school employees. She said, I do not believe that other people, teachers, counselors, or principals should be putting their hands on our children. If my child has done something wrong, they have the tools that they could use for discipline at school, and if we decide at home that the spanking is what is needed, then that's up to us. Uh, one said that he did assume the position of the superintendent one year ago with the intention of reinstating corporal punishment. Uh, he said that his plan when he came there wasn't to be known as the guy who brought corporal punishment back to Cassville. He didn't want that to be his legacy, and he still doesn't. But it's something that has happened on my watch, and I'm okay with it. Uh, parents had approached the school officials about bringing back physical punishment. He says, parents, it says, why can't you paddle my student? And we're like, we can't paddle your student. Our policy doesn't support that. There have been conversations with parents, and there have been a request from parents for them to look into it. And the policy states that paddling would be used with, quote, no chance of bodily injury or harm, and that, quote, striking a student on the head or face is not permitted. An estimated 19 states still use paddling, usually administered with a wooden paddle on the buttocks of students. Those states include Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Oklahoma. And the Supreme Court ruled in 1977 that physical punishment in schools does not violate the Constitution and left decisions on whether to use it up to individual states. Uh, Of course, the practice is still highly controversial, with some child mental health experts decrying paddling as abusive and asserting that striking a child only worsens anxiety and depression that may be affecting children with behavioral issues. I swore we talked about this story before in some way or another, and here we are again, uh, <laughs> where this has come up. You have been involved in the educational system. What say you? How <laughs> <laughs> you got to always put me on the spot like that? <sighs> I swear you do it just because you think it's hilarious. Um <laughs> I'm on the spot too because I got to answer this. I'm buying time for us both. Um, as a person that was involved in the educational system, there's a lot of parents that do the "it's not my Johnny," and it, you know, you're not with your kids for those eight to ten hours now. Some of these are ten-hour days. You know, some of them are longer. Um, you're not with your kids, so you, you don't necessarily know everything that your Johnny is doing. And I'm just doing your Johnny as, if people don't realize, it's not specifically meant for one student or another. Yeah, it was um, meant for Johnny. It was meant for Johnny. Um, as a parent, oh, God, I'm going to, uh, at me if you want to. 
at Mama on Twitter or on Instagram or Discord or Twitch. At me if you want to. I think it's okay um, as long as they do put those measures in place, only as a last resort. The parents have to sign off on it. Um, and, if you know, if the parents sign off on it and as a last resort, if you've had that kind of disciplinary action where it's a repeat offense, and you're still doing it, then yeah, sometimes you have to get, like, you have to make people understand that's not okay. And if they're not listening, they're not being, you know, to the point of repeating the same offense so many times that it gets to a spanking sort of situation. Unless there is something else that's going on with the child, I'm okay with it. And that something else should have been caught by the parents ahead of time, so they shouldn't have signed off on it. And the parents have the right to say, no, I don't want you to spank my child. That's just like that person said, the school has other tools to discipline, and if it's something that I believe, you know, that spanking needs to happen, then we do it at home. And I'm 100% behind that person, 100% behind that person. Do I want the school to spank my child? No, but if I'm not... I don't see my child for that eight hours. And if my child is not following the rules like we teach my child to do at home, then, yeah, you know, not like, oh, they didn't follow the rule the first time, spank. No, you talk to them, you do the timeouts, you do the detentions, you do suspensions, you do what you got to do, you take away privileges. And if that's not working and it's repeating that often, then, yeah, that might, you, need to, you might have to do something that shocks you. Um, I don't know about you. Um, I know in my school, I remember distinctly a few of my teachers, my fourth grade math teacher especially, had a paddle hanging up in his in his classroom. And although I feared it, I didn't fear it so much that it was something that was stopping me from learning. It was just a it was just a visual reminder that there are consequences. And I think. Some of the kids these days, and, and I'm, I am guilty of it as well, some of them are not taught that there are consequences to actions that aren't always positive. Just because you do it doesn't mean that you always get the laugh and that it ends up on YouTube and you get famous. Sometimes people get hurt. And I think that's, that's, a, that's not a bad thing. Do I want it to be the first thing you do? No. But having that, that in your arsenal of things to bring people to, having students know as this escalates, the closer you're getting to something that's going to really hurt your backside, I don't see how that's an issue. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the thing to all of that. Because I thought about it. I am in part agreeance here, but here's the thing. There's no way that you can guarantee – this is where this is all bullcrap because you're going to do it in a way in which we're not going to hurt your child. It's a paddle. No, and that's – even no. It's yeah, it's punishment. Crap. So how can you not guarantee – that something's not going to hurt or the kid's going to, like, jerk and move and as you're swinging, that somebody's going to get hit. There's no way you can guarantee that. And even then, what are you going to do? A soft little, like, touch on the uh, 
But at that point, what is the point of it? What was the point of bringing it back? And even then, you can't control, you know, how you're going to paddle somebody and if it's going to hurt them or not, because that's the intent. You want it to sting a little bit if you're going to punish someone and they think about it. And even then, that's why I was like, it's that fine balance of BS on this, because we're not going to hurt them, but at the same time, give us permission and we'll paddle. Because at that point, if you're doing it, and you're not going to hurt them, what is the point of doing it? Because they're not going to take it seriously or be scared of it because they know that you're not going to hurt them in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And how can you guarantee that you're not? It's kind of like, you know, you don't have an arm control set or a specific machine set to where they're going to stand in front of it and you set it to like seven or eight to where it doesn't hurt them but it makes them think about it. It's not going to happen. It's done by a human. So at that point, if you got gym teacher... Jim over here, who has got the big, you know, burly arms and works out, and he starts swinging, how do you know it's not going to hurt somebody? So I was like, <laughs> why bring it back if, one, you're going to say, well, we guarantee it's not going to hurt, but at the same time, it's bought as a form of punishment? Nobody's going to take that punishment seriously knowing that they're not going to get, like, hurt or it's not going to hurt them. That's the whole thing of a punishment. You didn't want your parents whooping you because you knew that was going to hurt. They didn't care. So at that point, that's why you avoided that one. This is a punishment that even if you do your worst, it's not going to do anything because, one, they can't hit you above the belt. Two, they can't hurt you. It's just meant as a scare tactic. And these kids nowadays are smart. They know that if it comes to that, that, hey, you're not going to hit me hard enough as to where it's going to hurt me. You go ahead and do what you got to do. Plus, I'm not going to be pulling down my pants, and you're going to have to just give me a swat. Ooh, it does nothing. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean, the only do way you to agree with the idea of it, I mean, I'll probably do BS, and I do I'm, call BS on that as well. The, the idea of it, if it was like, hmm, because like I said, this school district, I don't know how, the ages of the kids. If it is like middle school, it's a horrible idea because it's not going to do anything to deter uh, behavior. If they're a little mm-hmm. younger, this is where we have to be careful because the younger they are, you really have to be careful of what you do in regards to the pally. So, if they were like a specific age bracket, I would be okay with it. If there was, if here's my thing, I want numbers as to corporal punishment and if it actually works because today's kids are a little different from you and I, when we were growing up older brothers and sisters, the thing is, is that we had a fear or respect of authority. The problem nowadays and this kind of goes a little bit past the paddling thing, is that people don't think about the consequences because they know that they're either going to get a slap on the wrist or something that's not going to hurt them. And even then, people nowadays don't care about stuff that hurts them. They just care about doing it, and they'll take that chance later as to what's going to hurt them. So that's why I was like, I don't know. I mean, as far as the whole thing of bringing back paddling, yeah, you can bring back whatever you want. You can bring back paddling. You can bring back um, suspensions. You can bring back um, sitting in a clock tower. You can do anything you want. 
Uh, but the thing mm-hmm. is that what's the number on that, and is that going to change uh, a few people? Because you can't tell me that an entire school is bad. That's only going to relate to maybe those one or two bad apples in that school, and even then, is that really going to help? You know, because kids are, it's kind of like saying, hey, we're going to bring this back just in case we need it. And even then, how far along until you're actually going to use it? You know, is there a threshold? Because there's no clear-cut threshold here. You know, when are you going to use it? If somebody goes knocking desk around in the classroom, you know, are you going to give a warning and then kick them out of the room and if they continue doing it? Or if they go to the principal's office and they start swinging at folks, is that when you do it then? I don't know, and that's why I was like, stuff like this, it's all well and good, and I guess I can agree with it if it helps, but the thing is is that it's only for a few, not for the many, and even at that point, when it is for a rare select few that is going to be happening to them, is it really going to make a difference? I don't know. And at that point, there's so many different things that could come from a palling. If you do it too hard and it leaves a mark, there goes a lawsuit. But I'm pretty sure the parent that signed off on that will find some way around that because they'll be like, I wanted them to pal my kid, but I didn't want them to pal them that hard as to where they got a mark. You know that's going to happen. <laughs> that's why I said, you know, times they're not ready for corporal punishment because the corporal punishment that they think is going to be the slap on the wrist, give them a good scare, and that will change Johnny around. And it won't. And this is why we have the problem that we have today with some kids out here, because parents who are all for it, when it gets too rough or if it gets too hard, then turn into their kid's advocate. Thus, pretty much the whole thing went down the drain. Mm -hmm. I I don't, you know, like I said, you do what you want to do, but is it going to work? And even then, I'd like to see numbers and see, when did you have to use it? When did you use it? Did it change anything, or was the student still bad? Now, if you had, and why, are the kids that bad all of that school that you've got to bring back corporal punishment? <laughs> I'm right. going to that point, because now that's a totally different thing that a palling is not going to solve. So, you know, is it teaching them about going back to the basics and teaching them about law and what's right and what's wrong and, you know, what happens as a course of your reactions or, you know, I, I don't know. But to me, if you got to bring that back because of a few or a small amount, you're just flexing your muscles at that point. Now, if you got the entire school in which you need to bring back corporal punishment, you got bigger problems in your hands that paddling is not going to help. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it happening. But there's so many things, different things to that. But like I said, I, I do what you got to do. I mean, if I'm in the school, I'm probably going to be like, hey, I'll take care of it at home. And trust me, if I got to take care mm-hmm. of it, <laughs> we, they're going to wish Which they had. Which is why I come back to, I am in full agreement with that parent that said, I'm not going to sign up for it, but I will be doing it at home. But yeah. here's the thing. As parents are getting looked at sideways, too. I said I spanked my child, and I think I spanked her maybe once. Yeah, that's the thing that kills me, because if a parent did it at home nowadays, 
It's like, oh, you did what? So why is it right? Exactly. The and now I can't even say that I spanked my child. Right. So why is it right when the school can say, hey, can we do this? <laughs> so, <laughs> is There's it right so many then? people judging that. Yeah. So many people judging that. It's hypocritical. Because if you're going to, like, judge a parent for, like, paddling or whooping their child and be okay with a school doing it, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to talk on that topic for a while, but that's actually a pretty good one. Um, we'll see if that's the only school that does it this year. But it didn't surprise me, though, and I'm pretty sure it didn't to you about the states that actually still allow it. <laughs> No, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, guess what? We're at that. Well, we're a little bit past the halfway mark. Retro Mode of the Week's coming up. i uh, got a couple of them for you. Keep uh, close attention to um, one of them because it actually has a famous person in it. You got three in a row tonight. That's a special treat. Uh, and one is a musical uh, for a famous fast food place. You'll hear it. This is Page One with LeVar Mary. We'll see you on the other side. Sorry, we never got your reservation. Surprise! You get enough surprises when you travel. That's why Holiday Inn thinks the best surprise is no surprise. You know you'll get a reservation you can count on and a big, comfortable room at a comfortable price. There are 152 special standards for rooms, reservations, restaurants that let you know at every Holiday Inn the best surprise is no surprise. Mrs. Butterworth? Yes? How come you taste so good? Well, my syrup is very thick and rich. Thick and rich? Just watch. See how the leading syrup just runs over this step? While Mrs. Butterworth takes her own sweet time. Now, my syrup's got to be thick to pour this slowly. Truth is, Mrs. Butterworth's is twice as thick as the other syrup. Thick and rich and... Mmm, Mrs. Butterworth, I love you. Oh. Listening to Page One, Page One with Lavar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. Welcome back. 
And welcome back to page one with LaFar Mary on this Friday night, September 9th, 2022. Um, yeah, baby, this is Butterworth. Thick and rich. <laughs> <laughs> I always used to love Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> Do you know the young lady who was talking to Mrs. Butterworth? Her voice should sound very familiar. It sounded familiar, but I'm not putting my finger on who. I'm doing bad uh, voices recently. I will tell you, this person was a familiar face on TV in the 70s, 80s, and 90s in two hit shows. Yeah, still not funny. <laughs> I know her name. You're, 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 you're going to kick yourself when I tell you, but the young lady in that Mrs. Butterworth commercial was none other than Kim Fields. Really? Yes. <laughs> very young Kim I'll Fields. I'll have to listen that, to it again. Yes, a very young Kim Fields, that Mrs. Butterworth commercial. So, yes. Yep. Actually, hold on a second. I, I'm going to pull it back up. So, give me just a moment here because so I'll do something rare. So, I can, you can listen to it for a few seconds and you can hear it. And I'll play it. It's Kim Fields. Mrs. Butterworth? Yes? How come you taste so good? Well, my syrup is very thick and rich. Thick and rich. Wow. Just watch. Yep. So that's Kim Fields. <laughs> and of course, the McDonald's uh, uh, musical from 1971. That was an awful. That was an awful musical. <laughs> yes, it that was. That was an awful jingle. <laughs> that's what like, it Come on, McDonald's. You could do better than that. 1971 for McDonald's. So yes. Uh, <laughs> nope. Kim Fields is the voice in that commercial. So. Um, Kim Fields don't age <laughs> um, but yeah so no, that was uh, the retro moments but there was another story this week uh, speaking it wasn't punishment but it was something that actually gotten a lot of people's attention and it was a dad who got shamed for using they call it a leash now before I go into this story it was not a, le- a leash is something that you put around the neck it's not a leash but he has quintuplets um, so Jordan Driscoll is facing backlash online for using a leash with his five-year-old quintuplets when they're out in public. Uh, he told uh, Today Parents, he says, kids are so curious they want to run off and explore. For our own peace of mind and sanity, we use a leash. It also allows us to leave the house and do fun stuff as a family without being stressed. Um He uh, shares Zoe, Dakota, Holland, Asher, and Gavin with his wife, Brianna. And he noted that they have a six-seat stroller at one point, that they had one. He says it was just too bulky and ridiculous to take anywhere. The other thing is they want to walk when we go somewhere crowded. At least gives them the opportunity to do that. But we're still in control. They love it. Um, But uh, he was shamed online after he shared a video of the quintuplets using a leash during a day trip to an aquarium. The video was posted recently started going viral with more than 3 million views and counting. Some of the comments that popped up in his feed uh, included, they are humans, not dogs. Can't you just train your children well? Explain to them why it's dangerous to run away, which that person apparently has no kids. Don't have that many kids if you can't handle the pressure, which is a stupid take. And another one said, that's messed up. If you can't handle that many children, don't get them in the first place. Um, 
And uh, so um, one person was saying that the, that the bystanders need to dial down the judgment. And one said it's a great system for a parent with a uh, neurodiverse child or a child who hasn't nailed all the listing skills. She said 99.9% of moms and dads want what's best for their kids, and they're doing it to solve a problem. Just because you can't identify the problem doesn't mean it's not fair. Uh, by age eight or nine, uh, neurotypical kids should be off the leash system and on voice control, uh, according to a uh, behavioral studies person. And they said by that point, you want to have another method in place to keep a track of your kids in public. It would be awkward to be on a leash in seventh grade. But I sent you over the photo. Hey, man, if you got five, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't around your neck. I mean, yeah, like seriously. <laughs>
I'm hmm. putting them in the same spot. They may not even be. I'm still going to put them in the same spot. Those are those people. I just don't understand it. Like, go to him for finding a, a system that works. I have a feeling that those kids will, although they're they're given the, the chance to roam and move and and be safe on top of that, like if they're on the on the harness, it's a it's a safety measure. Nobody can just grab one of his five kids when he's not looking, you know. Because hmm. right. you can only watch so much, so nobody's mm-hmm. gonna grab one and run off. So bravo exactly. for them for thinking of that and having that safety and still giving them the freedom that they're not gonna have to be like glued to his side. Um, I just hope in a few years that, that he's got them not, and I hate saying trained because it's not, they're not dogs, but that they've been taught the dangers of the world. When somebody goes, oh, you should just teach them that it's dangerous and they shouldn't run off. You've never babysat. Mm-hmm. You've never had a child that was like, okay. There's, there was a meme going around where there was a child that they're like, they were talking to their mom and dad and they're like, so if a guy comes up in a van and says, get in the van, what do you do? I'll get in the van. No, it's dangerous. <laughs> okay. But if they offer you candy, well, I'll get in the van. No! Okay, I won't get in the van. And it's, so then what do we do? What have you learned? Get in the van. No! And it's, it's that same, it's a joke. But it's true. Like, kids don't, they're bucket heads. They don't see past the three feet of space that they live in. And although it's, it's adorable and charming. Sometimes it's annoying, especially for someone who's lived in a world where you have to look past that. Um, but so bravo for him. I'm on his side. I think, you know, do what you got to do. And as a fellow parent, I will support you in what you have to do. So if your kid starts to run off and you can't seem to find them, I'll keep an eye on them and be able to point you in the right direction. I may not grab your child because then it turns into the whole why you grabbing my child thing, but I'll make sure that you know. Not you went that way. <laughs> we're on the corner. You went that way. I know who you're looking right. for. <laughs> oh man! Yep. What will you do? What will you do? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> don't know, Carl Baller. What will we do? But um, you know, I actually uh, no. I mean, hey, if you got a kid that's going all over the place, if you need that, then by all means, get it. Um, do what you gotta do, man. Um, let's take a look at what is trending on Twitter right now. Um, taking a look at Twitter tonight, of course, it's Friday night, so I know that we already know of a few things that's probably going to be on here. But um, the main things of topic is SmackDown, um, and then uh, the other one is uh, Francis Tiafo, who is taking on Carlos. Uh, Alcaraz in the men's single semifinals at the U.S. Open. Uh, he is trending right now. Uh, Haley, um, Haley Bailey is trending right now. She actually sang uh, the other night uh, on the NFL kickoff. Uh, she sang Lift Every Voice and Sing. Um, and she is going to be in the new live-action Little Mermaid. And Disney showed off the first footage from that little, uh, that live action Little Mermaid at the D23 Expo. And um, she is starring in that new one as Ariel. And you could mm-hmm. take a look at that online. Um, so she is trending. And then uh, 
Good Mythical Evening is trending as people are tuning in to the Good Mythical Evening live event from the creators of the comedy series Good Mythical Morning. Uh, so Rhett and Link are trending this evening. Uh, AEW Rampage is trending. Uh, Disney is trending as Disney fans are gathering in Anaheim, California to celebrate Disney's stories, characters, songs, and more at that D23 Expo. Uh, Love After Lockup is trending. Um, and <laughs> uh, interesting political note, Jake Trapper is, even, uh, is, <laughs> is trending this evening because CNN was doing a panel discussion about if President Biden should invite former President Trump to the Queen's funeral. And Jake Tapper says that it would be clever for the president to do that. Um, no word yet, of course, on any arrangements, but I'm sure that is going to be soon. There will be a U.S. delegation headed there. Um, and then Mufasa is trending as Mufasa the Lion King will serve as a prequel to the 2019 live-action adaptation of The Lion King. You know, one of the things I think this evening that I have read online is that there are a lot of people who are pretty much fed up with rehashed live-action <laughs> Disney movies. Uh, yes, because they're not done well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, that is uh, why we are, why we're seeing that trend. Uh, and then, um, also trending, uh, Inside Out 2. It's on its way from Pixar. Uh, so a lot of things coming out this evening that are, uh, um, you know, trending from that Disney event. Osmosis Jones is also trending. It's one of the characters from Disney and Pixar's upcoming animated film, uh, Elemental is reminding some people of the uh, titular character in the 2001 film Osmosis Jones. Um, and then Ronda Rousey is trending as it's now official. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan at Extreme Rules. And um, the one other thing that I had noticed tonight that is trending is Marvel versus DC. Uh, oh, God, not again. Uh, someone asked the question this evening. Uh, well, uh, there's a lot of things actually, but one person said, "What do you want to see next from the Nether Realm Studios?" Uh, and that was either Injustice Three, Marvel game, Marvel vs. DC, or the next Mortal Kombat. So people are having their say on that one uh, because that came from Ed Boon himself. So. Uh, I don't know what's winning. I'm actually going to vote on it. So I'm actually going to do this vote because it's, it's 21 hours left in this vote. So I'm going to have you give me what you want, and I'm going to actually vote, and I'll tell you what's leading right now. But what do you want to see from NetherRealm Studios next? Um, I want to see, actually. Wait, what do you want to see? I, Marvel VDC. Marvel VDC. Marvel Okay, so I'm going to vote on that. Yeah, I said so it very right now, fast. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so that actually is now leading uh, 36%. Next Mortal Kombat is next at 30%. Injustice 3 at 23%. That would have been my second. Yeah, Injustice 3 at 23%, and Marvel Game at 12%. <laughs> so, 
you know, another good question tonight because Robin Williams is also trending. But the question was, is which famous person that you hadn't known personally did you feel most grief for when they died? Uh, Robin Williams is trending uh, because of that question. Um, and I I'm know. Uh, that list. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm saying Robin Williams pretty much by a mile. Um, oh yeah. You know. So yeah, no, uh, that's that's pretty much. Someone said uh, one had a list. They said Chadwick Boseman, uh, Robin Williams, Steve Irwin, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, and Chester Bennington uh, was their list. So. Um, so everyone that was taken too soon. Pretty much. So yeah. Um, everyone that pretty much was taken too soon. So, but that is the list tonight, and that's what's trending if you're going online on Twitter tonight. So, uh, a lot of sports and um, a lot of interesting questions of note. So, if you are a Disney fan, definitely a lot of that tonight. Uh, you will see that as well. So, um, I guess I have to catch up on all of my Disney. But um, there was one other story that I was going to talk about and I will do it briefly because it amazed me to no end. And it was a short story. Wasn't even long. Didn't even go into it much, but a Florida man pled guilty to defrauding 30 women of $1.3 million after pretending to be a doctor in a dating scam. This out of Tallahassee, Florida. And trust me with the um, smoking gun files coming up in a few moments, it won't be the last time we mentioned Florida. Uh, But a Florida man was sentenced to nine years in federal prison after pleading guilty to defrauding more than 30 women of more than $1.3 million by pretending to be a doctor on online dating services, according to prosecutors. Uh, Brian Bernard Wedgworth, Brian Bernard Wedgworth, who formerly lived in the Florida capital city of (laughs) Tallahassee and in Centerpoint, Alabama, used 10 different aliases uh, the U.S. Attorney, Jason Cody, said at a news conference that our citizens should not be preyed upon by fraudsters who steal through overtures of affection. Wedgworth made promises to the women to, con, to uh, con them into sending him money, jewelry, and watches, according to court documents. He pled guilty to 25 counts, including wire fraud, mail fraud, aggravated identity theft, and money laundering. The case was investigated by the U.S. Postal Service and the Eternal Revenue Service. The authorities said that they are searching for any additional victims. His sentence will be followed by three years of supervised release. He will also be required to pay nearly $1.2 million in restitution. Wow. <laughs> Just for that. But here's my Can thing. I get I'm my ex on this? Right. I know a few people who are <laughs> like I got a few people I wouldn't mind hitting back up and going hi. I gave you a gift. I'd like it back, please, because you didn't turn out to be what I thought you were going to be. Here's my question: No, out of all of that, you didn't ask for like any proof of this stuff because if he say who he says he is. Even if he went around saying that he was a doctor or he was this and that, somebody who's a doctor's coming around asking me for money. <laughs> yeah. You could go kick rocks. 
Um, you're not a very good doctor if you're asking me for money. Right. <laughs> That's why I was like, isn't there a responsibility to people who are uh, seeing these people to either cut them off? Because I'd, I'd love to know just on average how much each person gave them. Because at a point, there's a thing between being con and then there's one between pretty much being in denial. And what happens at a certain point is that we would hope that the story isn't true, and then we get so caught up in it that we hope that it is not true, but at the same time we're telling ourselves, no, nah, that can't happen to me. Uh, you know, it's, it's just someone who, um, you know, is something's got to be at least good about this. But... Uh, I'd read this story and I was thinking over and over again. It, it, you can't. It, uh, granted, he is very wrong for what he did. Shame on him. There should be some type of punishment. But at the same time, though, the people who were conned kind of have to almost kind of learn a tough lesson here that you should have done a little bit more research into the person that you were doing all of this stuff for question mark <laughs> yeah. you got very high octaves right there I uh, I mean it's just um, well we'll go, to, uh, we'll go to the clips that you said that that's going to do it for all of us here at Channel 4 News you stay classy San Diego I'm on Burgundy who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> That's pretty much what I did. <laughs> pretty much what I did. I mean, I had to kind of like, should he? I don't know. I don't know why I felt that way. Because when I read this story, I had to look at it twice. But I'm like, somewhere, somehow, that the people who got duped should have done a little bit of a better job especially with who he claimed he was. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad, but I kind of don't. After a while, that's a lot of money, man. I mean, <laughs> just in terms of, like, payback, how much did you dupe these people out of? I mean, if it was, like, a thousand A bucks, lot, apparently. It, yeah, it ain't worth 1.3 mil. So, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Be silent on that. <laughs> I, I, I uh, there's so many. Uh, okay, did the dating online thing, the online dating thing, and there's so many red flags that go out when you're talking to people online, and it just I, I, although I feel sorry that they did get duped, there's a little bit of the, but you kind of knew. Like there's right. something in the back of your mind that went, mm, something ain't right, and you yeah. chose to ignore it. So part of me is not, I mean, I'm sorry that it happened, but there's a little bit of blame there on yourself, I guess is where right. I'm at, why there's a lot of silence. Right. <laughs> you yeah. did it to yourself. Well, real quick, we'll go to the smoking gun files for tonight. There were a few uh, interesting stories uh, that always come from the uh, – <laughs> it always come from the jail section of it. But this one, I kid you not, and I don't do this on purpose, but all of them 
Well, two of them are Florida ones. There's one outside of Florida. Um, the first one is about a Florida woman uh, who told cops that her bucket list included getting arrested for something simple. She has received a slap on the wrist for leading officers on a five-mile car chase, according to court records. Janaya Shy Miracle Douglas, who's 19, was arrested in May on a felony charge for allegedly fleeing from cops while driving her Toyota on a roadway in Key Largo. After a sheriff's deputy spotted her speeding over 90 miles per hour, reckless, around 7.45 a.m., she continued to drive without stopping as the patrol car with its siren and emergency lights activated pursued her vehicle. Douglas, a cop alleged, was observed looking at my patrol vehicle from behind as her window was cracked open. After driving for about five miles, she approached the three-way stop where another deputy destroyed or he deployed the spike system in front of the defendant's vehicle. Douglas, who stopped her car before running over the spike strip, told police she was running late for her job as a housekeeping supervisor at a resort. Spotted that she should have, quote, stopped her vehicle when I activated my light and siren, and at worst, maybe a citation would have been issued. Instead, her refusal to stop is criminal. It was at this point that Douglas mentioned twice her bucket list in high school was to be arrested for something simple. He says, <laughs> the sergeant then reported, quote, I explained she fulfilled her bucket list. During a recent court appearance, Douglas, who has no prior criminal history, entered into a pretrial intervention agreement calling for her to serve 96 hours of community service and pay $750 in court costs. She also must write a letter of apology to the sergeant. If she stays out of trouble for 12 months and complies with the agreement's other terms, prosecutors will dismiss the fleeing and attempting to elude count, a third-degree felony. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. <laughs> or is this story the worst one? A Florida woman is behind bars on a felony narcotics charge after she allegedly approached a cop and asked, can you arrest me? I have drugs on me, according to a court filing. Police were handling a call Tuesday night outside of St. Petersburg Bar when Chelsea Leahy reportedly requested to be busted by a corporal with the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. Leahy, investigators say, removed, quote, two small baggies from her pockets and handed them to the cop, saying that they contained methamphetamine. A field test of the substance returned a positive result for meth, according to a criminal complaint, which notes that Leahy showed, a, quote, indication of drug influence. Uh, Leahy was arrested for possession of a controlled substance, a felony. Cops say the meth weighed about two grams. She's being held in the county jail in lieu of $750 bond. Her rap sheet includes convictions for narcotics possession, theft, tampering with a motor vehicle, forgery, and leaving the scene of an accident. <laughs> At least she's an honest. <laughs> an honest criminal. My God. What is going on in Florida? I don't know. But if you thought all of those was weird, uh, then there's this final story. And since that his pizza did not include the requested toppings, a Maryland man allegedly assaulted a Papa John's worker with a metal pizza paddle in an attack that ended with the employee stabbing the customer in the stomach with a pizza spear, according to police. Investigators say that after purchasing a pizza Wednesday evening, Herbert Harris returned to the Papa John's in Woodbridge, a community 20 miles outside of Baltimore, to complain that garlic sauce fraticinis were not included with the pizza. Harris cops say <laughs> argued about the missing Italian peppers and garlic sauce when Robert Klein, a 26-year-old Papa John's employee, during the dispute, 
Harris went behind the counter and, quote, began chasing Klein around the store, physically assaulting him with a metal pizza paddle, according to the Hartford County Sheriff's Office. Unable to escape the physical assault and in fear of his safety, Klein, quote, grabbed a pizza spear to defend himself from the attack and stabbed Harris in self-defense. The spear is not further described in the police statement. When cops arrived at Papa John's Harris, who lives about two miles from the restaurant, was holding a T-shirt to a stab wound in his stomach. He was subsequently transported to a local hospital for treatment of non-life-threatening injuries. Charged with misdemeanor assault, Harris is scheduled for September 20th district court appearance. <laughs> um, you have gone crazy. <laughs> Better pizza, get paddled at Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh, better self-defense at Papa John's Better a weapons pe- at Papa John's What the heck is a pizza spear? I've never heard of <laughs> I've never heard of one either But uh, You know I, I, I'm i going to guess something sharp <sighs> I guess so But that dear friends is just a few cases From The <laughs> police files From the smoking gun uh, with oh that, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. With that, the clock on the wall is um, telling us that we're just about out of time. But did you have any shout outs? Actually, I do. I have one tonight okay. that is kind of, a, I know it's a weird thing, right? But an uncle, well, not my uncle, it would be, I don't know what he would be. Half brother in law? Anyway. Kiddo's uncle turned 21 today. So happy 21st birthday to you. He lives in Chicago. You're my buddy right now. So I hope it's not too bad out there. But, yeah, celebration time, Friday night, 21st birthday. You know something's happening. Oh, yeah. Lots of stuff Happy birthday to Augie. Yep. Happy birthday to him. And uh, other than that, like, again, back to condolences for the passing of the Queen. Um, and uh, to the people that live in the Commonwealth, in in the UK, and then you know, and the other sovereign um, nations. So, well, so sorry uh, to your monarch. Yes, and one other thing is on uh, Wednesday earlier in the day, and I, I forgot to mention it, and I, I, I'm glad I remembered it. And a fond farewell to Bernard Shaw. Uh, who was an acclaimed reporter and former anchor for CNN. Uh, he passed away uh, this week at the age of, uh, he passed away at, uh, on Wednesday at the age of 82. And he was, for anyone who watched cable news in the 80s, I mean, he was a CNN original. Uh, also, he was the network's first chief anchor when it launched in 1980. Had an award-winning career as a broadcaster, which for over 20 years. And, he received a lot of accolades for journalism, uh, including Lifetime Achievement Awards and from the Edward R. Murrow Awards and the National Association of Black Journalists. Uh, he was inducted into the Broadcasting and Cable Hall of Fame um, and is from Chicago. Um, and the Chicago boy who made good and who uh, went on and it, he actually has a scholarship fund at the University of Chicago. Um, and he pretty much was for me, you know, when you watch cable news, 
someone who looked like me and who, you know, you saw him on the network news, uh, on cable network news, and he had an authoritative voice, which a lot of people, you know, respected and admired. And uh, sad to hear. Um, you know, every once in a while they would bring him back around 9-11 uh, because he was on the air that day um, with – uh, his reports and um, yeah, sad to hear about that. Bernard Shaw passing away in '82. Uh, that happened just a little bit before the Queen. Um, we heard about that. It kind of overshadowed it a little bit, but uh, uh, shout out, uh, prayers to his family and of course, like we said once again, to our folks and friends in the UK uh, thinking about you. Um, and yeah, uh, we don't want to end it on any Motlin news, but unfortunately that's been the week that has been. And uh, hopefully next week there is better news. Um, This weekend, the NFL gets underway. So I know what I will be doing on Sunday. (laughs) Um, Oh, which reminds me, I I know that um, not everybody, but there's a lot of people that do when they follow the NFL, they play uh, fantasy sports. How did your fantasy sports go? Fantasy League, I had the number one pick in the draft, but here's the thing. Having the number one pick in the draft is not all it's cracked up to be because when you have the number one pick in the draft, you are pretty much waiting a very long time between your first pick and your next pick because the way that some drafts go, one through ten and then ten back through one. So you're waiting 19 more picks before your next pick, and then it kind of flip-flops around and you have back-to-back picks. Um Yahoo Sports, who I don't trust that much, gave me a C for my draft. But my quarterbacks, I wound up with Tom Brady and uh, Derek Carr, and I got Mike Evans and DK Metcalf, and Jonathan Taylor was my number one pick. I've got Fournette. Um, you know, got quite a few people. My bench is a little eh, but actually a person already who I had on the bench did well last night uh, in Buffalo's win. Uh, I had uh isaiah mckenzie and i sat him on the bench and he wound up having two receptions for 19 yards and a touchdown <laughs> so next week isaiah i promise i will i will play you if uh, my other wide receivers don't do well uh but that is the <laughs> big thing this week so hopefully they will do well this year i have expectations of making it to my title game because every other year i've made it to the championship game but i've fallen short so I'm hoping that this is the year, and uh, we got a little magic, and uh, we do well. So, yeah, that's a fantasy league. Maybe next year I'm thinking we should do a page one fantasy league and invite some listeners uh, to do – we'll do a fantasy league draft, and just for fun and bragging rights, and maybe a special prize, we'll maybe do a fantasy league football next year. So I'm at work on it. <laughs> But, uh, no, besides that, first full weekend, uh, second weekend of college football, first full weekend of NFL. So a lot to do this weekend. Uh, I know in some places it will be uh, rainy. Uh, Some places will be hot. So wherever you're at, stay cool or stay dry. Uh, (laughs) But above all, uh, stay good. And we'll see you back here next Friday night. 10 o'clock in the East, 9 o'clock Central. Um, but until then, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, tell a friend, and um, we'll talk to you later. Bye.
You know, I told you people something a long time ago, and it's just as pertinent today as it was then. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 